0: pleased to welcome to the city ford face-off show former national hockey league official referee tim peel checking in hey tim you're on with reed how are you doing hey reed how are you today i'm doing very well it's a pleasure to have you on the show hey uh let let everybody know what you're up to these days it sounds like you're keeping pretty busy
1: yeah you know what it's good it's uh the last couple of years, I you know for for uh, Edmonton fans, I knew it was time to retire when Connor McDavid was going past me down the wing, and I felt like I was one of those turnstiles at the New York subway. And uh, I figured it, I'm getting older, and the players are getting younger, so it was time to get out. But you know the game's so much fun, and, and Edmonton are so they're so fortunate. I took my son Bronson to watch McDavid play in St. Louis the other day, and that's when Yamamoto scored with. Uh, 27.5 seconds to go on M and it's, it, it's just amazing watching him play he's the fastest most skilled player I've ever seen live or at, at any point
0: well, I'm sure fans love hearing that, and it's cool you're watching the NHL, and you're mentioning the players. Like, I'm curious, though, when you, when you watch a game, and I know you're doing some stuff with Daily Faceoff, I think, talking about rules uh, and right. officials. When, when you watch a game, how much is watching the skill level of the players and how much are you still putting yourself into the
1: heads of the referees on the ice? A, a, a bit of both, for sure. You know, I, when I when I you know I'm watching the uh, the Blues and the Red Wings right now, and I'll watch the Oilers later on tonight, and and I'll watch the officials. You know, I think they're doing a good job. I think there's always room for improvement. Um, I know there was. There was a concern with uh maybe not the Edmonton organization, but certainly the fans that Connor wasn't getting the calls at the beginning of the year and and some of them justifiably uh, you know I would agree with um, but I think as of late uh he's been getting those calls and he's just such a skilled player that uh when when he does get tripped or hooked it it really sticks out and uh but no i you know I'm a fan now, and my son you know he plays here in St. Louis, he's on a select team and Jamal Mayer is the ex-NHL player, him and I coach the team together and I'm just having fun, enjoying it and enjoying being a fan.
0: You, you know, you mentioned McDavid, and of course I was going to ask you about that anyway, so we'll, we'll go down that path a, a little bit. And you mentioned being on the ice with him and how f, how fast he is, and there are a lot of fast players in the league. I mean, we, we watched Gurianov last night for Dallas burn oh in on God. the Oilers right, at, right. At, sc- at score a goal. Is it... I I mean how how do refs adjust to that speed where maybe 5 years ago they thought okay I need to be here as the puck is coming down the ice and and now they're thinking oh wait a minute I I need to be over here to to see everything they like t- tell me about dealing
1: with the speed of the game No that that's that's a good point because I'll tell you one thing as a as a in the, in the four official system with two referees, you never want to be chasing the play. If you're chasing the play from behind, you the chances of you catching an infraction aren't as good as if you're backing up to the play and you have the players in front of you. So you can see the hook on the hand, the hook, you know, the, the trip on the skate. So, you know, maybe with, with the speed of the game and with certain players, Do our officials maybe have to cheat a little bit? Maybe. But I know Stephen Walkham and the NHL, they've done a tremendous job in the last two years. I've gone to a couple games this year, and they've hired, and you probably know this, Reid, but they've hired a lot of ex- pro hockey players, American League players, East Coast Hockey League players. And these guys are phenomenal skaters. And that's the kind of the avenue that the NHL is going. They're like, hey, we we still need to hire referees, but we need to hire athletes because the speed of the game is so quick now that we need referees that can keep up with the pace.
0: Travis Toomey, former U of A Golden Bear, is Hello. now a, a linesman, right? So, yeah, that definitely. I, I got I got to talk to him when he uh, signed the contract to work in the NHL in the American Hockey League. There is a, a perception that 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 everything can't be called on McDavid because he's fouled so often. I know. I know you sort of touched on that, but. You you like would a ref ever think that way? Where it's like, no, well,
1: you know, no, no, that that would be completely inaccurate. And and uh, I think at some point we need to, you know, I, you know this, Reed. Especially growing up in Canada, I grew up in New Brunswick, and I live in St. Louis now. And officiating has always been a lightning rod for 75 years. Officiating in the NHL, it's the same thing every year. And for whatever reason, our sport, we really. Uh, tend to focus on the officials more than I think any other sport and I I really think that if you look at the the two highlight reel goals that McDavid scored this year there wasn't he went through three or four players on both plays not one of them tried to hook or trip him because they knew they know if they put a stick in there and it's parallel to the ice and they get it on on his hands but think about that for a second not one of them put their stick out to even try to hook them and slow them down so we have to give the credit a lot of credit to the players because they adapt to the rules. But I think our officials have called, a, a, have done a good job of calling the standard this year. Are there going to be times that a player gets tripped? And, it, you know, of course it happens in our league where you've got the best player in the world in Connor McDavid, and maybe in, in a one-week span there are three or four or two or three trips that haven't been called, and now it becomes national headlines. Yeah,
0: I, I appreciate that perspective for sure. And, and you're right, unfortunately – uh, you and your colleagues picked a thankless profession where as you said the <laughs> criticism the criticism started the day of the first NHL game and it's going <laughs> to continue for for eternity uh, and I think it does get talked about more in Edmonton recently because of McDavid you know Rob, I, Rob Brown sure. and I do the post game show here and and uh, after one of the games on the road trip we said to people okay you know what call in but don't just complain tell Tell us how you, what you would do. Tell us if you were in a room full of referees right. or could run the league, uh, right. what, what you would like. And we got some interesting ideas. One thing that's come up, and, and I asked Gary Bettman about this a few years ago, and he gave me a flat-out no. And you know how you know, Gary's very good at taking the conversation <laughs> down the path he wants it to go. But I asked him about referees doing media post-game. Uh, Would you ever be open to to referees uh, answering questions after a game or giving explanations of calls after games?
1: You know what, Reed? It's a great question. I was asked that a few months ago, and it was when the World Series – or I'm sorry, the uh, ALCS was going on, and there was a play in the Red Sox uh, game, and Sam Holbrook, the Major League umpire, came out after and gave a press conference and explained the rule – because the umpires got it right in that game. So it's that's a great question because I've been asked that many times before and we have seventy I'm sorry, sixty seven officials on our staff. Some people are better at communicating than others. We you know, they're they're in the National Hockey League for a reason because they're good referees. Does that make them good public speakers? probably not um for them to come out and explain you know we have officials from europe we have uh you know french canadian officials we have you know americans and canadians and for them to come out and and give a press conference or, or explain a rule some people are just better at it than others you know i know I, I would feel comfortable with it. I know Kelly Sutherland would. I know Wes McCauley would. But some people, they don't. That they don't like that. You know, they're, they don't like the because basically you're you're almost public speaking, and some people are good at it and some people aren't. So I, I think the NHL is on the. They do the right thing by going through Gary Mahar, and as much as it maybe frustrates some fans, I think it's the right thing to do when you're looking at
0: the big picture. Former NHL referee Tim Peel joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show. We're getting you ready for the Oilers and Coyotes at 8 o'clock. Uh, a couple more for you here, Tim. What is the biggest misconception that observers of the NHL have about referees or maybe the one or two things you hear where you're kind of like, I, why do people keep saying
1: that about refs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Two things I would say. I I I screwed up well I've I've messed up certain, you know, many calls over twenty three years, but I remember um, messing up a call one night at Madison Square Garden and and it, it it led to the winning goal for the for the visiting team, and it was a goalie interference. It was before we had goalie interference penalties, or before we could review goalie interference. And Lundquist had been interfered with, and the game ended, and they lost three two. And I went back to the hotel, and you know I had a pit in my stomach for three or four days because I knew I I had determined the outcome of the game, and a lot of fans and maybe players, but. And maybe media think that all well, the refs just go back to the hotel and have a couple of beers and they, they don't care but that's the biggest min- misconception we care more than anything you know we, we we take a lot of pride in our job and and that's what got us to the nhl level is taking pride in our job and and the other thing that i hear of all the time is oh it was a makeup call it was a makeup call well was it a penalty well yeah it was a penalty well just why was it, why are you saying it was a makeup call? then? And that happens when three or four or five penalties have been called against one team, and all of a sudden another team takes a penalty, and instantly the refs go, "Oh, it was a makeup call." Well, or the announcers go, "That was a makeup call." Well, no, it wasn't a makeup call. Was it a penalty? Yes, it was a penalty. Then it wasn't a makeup call, and I don't know where the the term makeup call came in. I'd like to, I'd like a history, uh, buff to find that out for me because it's been used so much over the last 20, 30, 40 years, makeup calls, but two things is that. And, and our referees take a lot of pride in their work. You know, we, we get, we get, uh, rated throughout the season. And if we're not rated high enough, we go home at the end of the season and the 20 referees out of the 34 go on to work the playoffs and get paid bonus money per round to make the playoffs. So there's there's an incentive there for you to be one of the top-rated officials because you can make some extra money during the playoffs. Yeah.
0: See, well, this is why I, I always jump at the opportunity to interview a referee or a former referee because you get the human side of it, right? And I liked how you talked that, that you take the baggage of a rough game back to the hotel just like a player might who went minus five
1: or scored on his own net or whatever. So- yeah, no, and, 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 and you're right. And sorry, to, uh, but just one more thing is, is I remember a few years ago I called a penalty against Boone Jenner in Columbus and I looked at the replay and it was a terrible call. And, and the whole time... We just don't make a call and we go, Ah, oh, well, I don't care what happens. The whole time I was going, man, I hope the other team doesn't score on the power play. Man, I hope the other team doesn't score on the power play. They kill it off. I go over, towards the coach, John Trollarelli, standing there. And Boone Jenner's sitting in front of him. And I go to Boone and I go, Boone, I, I looked at the replay. It was a bad call. I'm really glad you, you killed it off. And instantly, between on their bench, three or four players go, oh, Pelsy, don't worry about it. And Torch looks at me and goes, thanks for coming over. That's all they want. We're going to make mistakes. It's, it's human nature. We're going to miss calls. We're not watching it in slow-mo. We're not watching it three or four times. We're calling it in real time. But as long as you acknowledge that you did make a mistake to the players and the coaches, they can accept that.
0: So, so let me, and I, and I know you've told the story, but I haven't had you on on my show. You you had the incident with the open mic last year. I went back I don't and watched. Remember it. that? Yeah, I bet I don't you do. That. I, I went back and watched it today, and I. I, I I'm glad I did because actually the sentence you were saying got cut off. So maybe the context of what you were actually communicating wasn't what you were going to communicate. It said you said something like I was, you
1: know, right. So what's your what's your version of this here? What you you lived it? What happened? So. I had four weeks to go. I was retiring Uh, April 24th was my final game, and I had made a call. I I sincerely thought Victor Arvidsson had kicked uh, the Detroit players' feet out, and I watched the replay because we had a TV timeout, and I watched the replay, and I, I said to Kelly Sutherland, it was more, Kelly Sutherland's one of our top one two officials in the league and 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 we came up together and you know have a lot we had a lot of respect for each other and and it was more more my embarrassment that i had made this call because that's not the type of penalties that i called i i worked playoffs almost every year that i was in the league and there was a reason because i didn't make crappy calls and i made a crappy call and i simply said ah, i wanted to get a penalty against nashville and my verbiage just came out wrong because my I, did, I didn't want to get a penalty against nashville kelly and i called two penalties against nashville the entire game so obviously my intent wasn't there and, and because i wasn't going to see nashville again Uh, because I only had four weeks to go in my season. I had been down to the dressing room before the game to talk to their equipment managers and give them some gifts and so on to thank them for everything they had done for me over the years. And Todd Richards, the assistant coach, was sitting there and we talked for half an hour about horses and our kids and and just life in general. So I didn't go out on the ice going, I wanted to get a penalty. I just, for whatever reason, and I still have no idea to this day why I said it, my verbiage just came out wrong and I just want everybody to know it wasn't like I I with four weeks to go in my season I thought you know what I'm going to blow up 23 years of my career and, and I said to my wife when I came home because it was, it was a tough day you know that next day when I heard that I had worked my last game and uh, I said you know I, everything I have is because of the National Hockey League and I said it's amazing I said in the world we live in now I said 23 years I built a reputation up you know worldwide north america especially in my adopted hometown of st louis you know i'd done the olympics and, and winter classics and all-star games and playoff games and a two-second audio clip a two-second audio clip took it all away it wasn't like i got charged with domestic abuse i said a racial slur i i got a dui let's really put things in perspective i said the wrong thing and it came out wrong and that two-second audio clip completely destroyed it all
0: well, Tim, it was headlines, and guys like me did talk about it. But I do think you're you're remembered for for far more than that. So I, I hope you know that, and, and I hope no, my, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I hope we can talk again. I, I know it's American Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I, I just want to ask you. I just want to ask you one more. And I often ask this of, of referees or people who have you know had incredible careers like you it's it's a thankless profession sometimes as we've talked about sometimes only the mistakes get pointed out but you know we need boys and girls to become men and women who are officials so what would you say to those teens who are maybe making a few bucks a game you know ref in minor hockey or minor basketball and they're not sure if they want to stick with it what would
1: you say to them you know, I—that's a great question, question, Reed. Because I actually have a rough ref school, referee school here in St. Louis. It's my third year. Uh, we just completed it this past spring, and we're trying to improve officiating in the St. Louis area. And I—I I said to them, you know, we're, the kids are 14 to 21, 24 years old. And I said to them at the training camp, I go, "You—you you have to. I know it's difficult, but you—you you really have to try to." Uh, um, ignore the the white noise you know the these crazy parents I don't know I think our parents in hockey are honestly the craziest of any sport and and I don't know why because they you know they maybe they all think their son's going to play in the NHL and but you know as much as i I'm trying to teach them to to just focus on the game and you know what it's a good way you can make some great extra money you can work on your skiing if you're a hockey player. But I understand why coaches and and parents get upset because Jamal Mayers and I, as I mentioned, we coach a select team in St. Louis, and his son and my son play on it. And we were at a tournament back in September, and him and I both were yelling at the refs. And I said to Jamal after, I go, we can't yell at the refs. I go, we can't do it. Now, the biggest complaint I have and that I try to instill with my students is when parents see a young official out there that isn't working hard and he's just going through the motions. And and I tell, told my students, listen, that might be an 8U game or a 10U game, and it might not mean much to you because you want to be doing a AAA game, but it means something to those kids on the ice. So... If you're going to go out there and you're getting paid, put, put just work hard. Put, work hard. And usually, you know, it was like me in my career. I, I felt like if I worked hard, like anything in life, if you work hard, good things will happen.
0: Tim, thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. Happy Thanksgiving. I, I'm so thankful you came on the face-off show tonight. All the best to you.
1: Thank, thank you, Reed, and uh, good luck tonight in the game. I'll be watching.
0: That is Tim Peel, former NHL referee. Awesome to hear from him. We'll talk about it a little bit more with Bob Stoffer next on the City Ford Face-Off show.